Hey, and welcome to season three of the Sound Plus Doctrine podcast. Today, we're diving into the topic of whether or not churches should pay their musicians. We trust you'll find something helpful as you listen in on the conversation. Hey, welcome to the Sound Plus Doctrine podcast. My name is David Zimmer. My name is Bob Coughlin. And we are happy to be together. We are. Uh, we are happy to be in a new season of the Sound Plus Doctrine podcast. Season three. We made it to three seasons. Do you remember we when we were thinking about starting the podcast and it like took us months? It's really wild to look back and see that we have been able to do as we're many as we have. It. And more than 10 people are listening, <laughs> which is great. Uh, and to kick off our new season, uh, our topic this week is should churches pay their musicians? Well, of course they should. <laughs> what kind of question is that? Okay, next. All right, we'll call it. Good All to right. see you. And This uh, is a shorter episode. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Uh, Just kidding. Yeah, so um, before we kind of jump into this, uh, I was thinking about this topic because we talked about it before uh, we approached this podcast. And, you know, I was a full-time freelance musician in LA for 15 years, and I was just thinking of all the churches I've played at uh, and the churches that have paid me to play on either a Sunday or a Saturday night service or oh, a Wednesday youth group service or whatever. This podcast is for you then. It's for me. I mean, I'm that's, <laughs> that's what I'm hoping to learn from this. <laughs> no, but I think, um, you know, I was realizing though, in all those 15 years, uh, the church that I went to and I was a member at was never paying me. Hmm. I was always volunteering hmm. at that church. Yeah. But I do know of so many musicians that this is their income. This yeah. is their main income. And I'm not even talking about like song leaders. Yeah. I'm just talking about That's freelance right. yeah. drummers or, or electric guitar players. And I even had friends in Los Angeles that weren't saved, mm. but would play regularly at churches. Mm. And I mean, it, it, it like paid for their rent. Mm. I mean, and they're playing at three, four churches throughout a whole entire long weekend. That is another podcast right there that <laughs> we are going to talk about. Should you have unbelievers uh, on your music team? Right. But that would be a whole nother podcast. So we're going to wait for that. Yes. But I just think, like, um, I think a lot of churches, uh, well, I would imagine a lot of churches, like, kind of wrestle with this idea. Yeah. 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 So I think it's an appropriate topic for us to have. Um, and I want to add, um, does scripture have like anything to say on the topic of should churches pay? Well, that's where we should start. Musicians, absolutely. <laughs> yes. I think that's a great place to start. Not a ton. Uh, you know, I appreciate you sharing about your just your history mm-hmm. um, because it is an ongoing issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I've talked to pastors who uh, all they've known is paying their musicians. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I talked to one pastor. Uh, their church was about 250. They had a budget of paying their musicians of $100,000 a year. And I thought, well, I mean, we talked about it. I thought, isn't there any way that can change? And we had a good good conversation. But I don't think that's uncommon. It's, uh, yeah, it's not uncommon. Hmm. Um, But it's worth asking, you know, what what biblical support do we have have with Mm -hmm. it? And what biblical wisdom can we find? Because scripture is not as direct on this topic as mm. we would hope, mm-hmm. uh, and that's because God wants us to think through the implications. Um, there are passages in the Old Testament that talk about you know the Levites who made the music, 
They were part of the choirs. They, they were the musicians. And First uh, Chronicles 9.33 says, The singers, the heads of the fathers' houses of the Levites, were in the chambers of the temple, free from other service, for they were on duty day and night. And they were provided for. They, mm-hmm. their, their needs were pr- supplied. And then Nehemiah 11, 22 and 23, it says, The overseer of the Levites in Jerusalem was Uzi, the son of Bari, Bani, I need my glasses, sorry. Bani, uh, doesn't make me pronounce it any better, the son of Hashabiah, <laughs> son of Mataniah, son of Micah, the sons of Asaph, the singers, over the work of the house of God. For there was a command from the king concerning them and a fixed provision for the singers as every day required. Huh. So there was this... You know, provision uh, spelled out that the Levites who sang were were supposed to be supported. I don't think you can make a direct correspondence though to the New Testament uh, because mm. now you know Jesus, in one sense, well, in the ultimate sense, has become our high priest, and we are now all priests, not just the musicians. We are right. all priests. We all have access to God. Right. We all can draw near to him through through Jesus. We all can can speak, uh, you know, of, of God's truth to others. So we can represent God to others as His priests, the holy nation, a kingdom of priests. So it's not a you know one to one correspondence. The only thing, well, actually, the New Testament doesn't say anything about paying musicians. It doesn't say anything about paying administrators. Doesn't say anything about paying children's ministry workers. Doesn't say anything about paying media directors. Mm-hmm. But, and yet, we do. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't say anything about paying, you know, maintenance guys. Yeah, yeah, right. And yet, everyone would think, well, sure, you 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 got to pay them. Right. The one scripture that could apply be First Corinthians nine nine through eleven. It is written in the law of Moses. He quotes the Old Testament: "You shall not muzzle an ox when it treads out the grain." Is it for oxen that God is concerned? Paul asked. Does he not certainly speak for our sake? It was written for our sake, in other words, the, the, the apostles, the pastors, because the plowman should plow in hope and the thresher thresh in hope of sharing in the crop. If we have sown spiritual things among you, is it too much if we reap material things from you? Mm. And as we're speaking, I'm thinking of that passage in Galatians 6. Yeah. Where uh, he says, um, "Let in verse six, let each let the one who has taught the word share all good things with the one who teaches." Mm. So, yeah, does that apply to musicians? I read someone saying, "Well, yeah, because you know musicians are kind of teachers, and yeah, kind of." But I mean, yes, we're singing the word and we're teaching and admonishing one another. But again, that's that's everybody in the congregation. There is a special role which the Bible singles out for pastors, elders, teachers, overseers, yes. those who care for the saints who Hebrews uh, talks about are going to give an account to God for the people in the church. Right. You know, the and person... honestly, your guitar playing, your guitar player isn't going to give yeah, an account. Yeah, exactly. Exactly <laughs> right. I mean, yeah. They should be responsible anyway, but mm-hmm. yeah, that's right. They're not going to be the one uh, who's going to be given account to God. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, as, as I've thought about this and talked to a lot of different people about it, I think the first thing to realize is there's no one size fits all. Yeah. In other words, whatever context you're in, there's someone in a very different context. For sure. Um, okay. So, 
I, th- I think the best we can do is, is talk about factors to consider mm. in this area. And I'm thinking primarily of the, the church, but it's also going to affect the people who might be you know, musicians. Yes. So there might be, I wouldn't be surprised if there's someone listening to this who um, is a musician, mm-hmm. you know, is serving at different churches, getting paid. You know, how do you think through that? And um, so just want to talk about a number of things to think about yeah. that hopefully will be helpful, yeah. uh, you know, some of the factors to consider. The, f- the first would be just the distinction between paying members and non-members. Mm. You, you mentioned, you know, people who, who made their living, you know, playing at different churches. It seems as though in paying a non-member to... Uh, you know, play music at your church, we're unintentionally undercutting what the church is. Mm. You know, Paul talks in First Corinthians about the church being a body. We're a building. We're a field. We're a temple. We're connected. Um, and when you just bring in someone from the outside on a consistent basis, and you're paying them just to say, hey, we, we want you to make our music better, you're undercutting what that church is. That church is meant to be a body that's being built together into Christ to be a dwelling place in which God dwells by His Spirit, Ephesians 2. Mm-hmm. No, you're just paying someone to come in and kind of do the music. Right. And that's probably saying something about how you value the music and you know, the purpose of the music, which mm-hmm. we I think we talked about some on the role of the instrumentalist in yeah. the church. Yep. Um, you know, you're saying, well, the music has to be a certain quality. Yes. So we're just going to import somebody from the outside right. to make it that quality. And right. you know, I, I've seen big churches do this. I mean, usually it's big churches, and it's hard for me to believe that there aren't people in the church who could fulfill that role. Hmm. You know. Um, so initially, I'd say, you know, the idea of just hiring someone who's not a committed member of the church to come in and just, you know, play bass, play electric. Like, they're not really a member of your church, but you're putting them up on the platform every week, kind of as an example to the church, you know, saying this is... Right. But that's not what they are. They're just a paid person, and they're just just making money from this. This, And their heart might be right. I'm assuming they're a Christian. I'm assuming they love the Lord. Um, But... How is that person getting knit into a church? Where is their church? For sure. Who is their pastor? Yeah. You know, what message are they hearing week after week? You know, the Word of God being preached, building them into a local body of believers that, again, is being built up into Christ. That's not happening. Yeah. Now, it could be that someone's playing in a church on Saturday night, and you know, their church is Sunday morning. That's a, a different scenario. But yeah. again... The issue of what are you saying to the church about mm-hmm. their membership? Yes, by by coming in and saying, "Hey, yeah, I'm just kind of, right. you know," because the band is not separate from the congregation; mm. it's a part of the congregation. Yeah, you, you know, totally. Well, it, and I think that's a. I don't think that that is a. I don't think people think very carefully about that. Well, yeah, there are a lot of things that we're interconnected. We don't think very carefully about, <laughs> but that we're interconnected. Yeah, uh, in that sense. And I, I was going to say, you know, you nailed it on the head. There's a deficiency on both sides for that musician that's coming in. Where is their connectivity? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And for the church's side, that's a person that's 
losing out on that connectivity. Yes, yes. In, in your membership. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, so let's just restrict it to members. So someone's a part of your church, and you know, should you pay them? Mm-hmm. That that's so. I, I'm sure, and I hope people do um, email us with questions. Yeah, they can email us. Is it uh, Sound Plus Doctrine? Yeah. Spell it all out at yes. sovereigngrace.com. So if you have, if you want to follow up questions, please, we'd love to hear it. Um, but let's let's go to you have members in your church. Yeah. Should you pay them? Yeah. Um, I'm, even as I'm saying that, I'm thinking, oh, there's so much more that could be said about that. <laughs> For sure. About uh, you know orchestra members and all that kind of things and all those kind of that kind of thing. Maybe we'll talk about that at another time. Um, let's just say I think it undercuts the identity of the church to uh, import people, pay people to come and be a part of your congregation. That's basically what you're doing. Yeah. And we shouldn't do that. All right. So uh, one factor is the amount of time that a person needs to invest and the amount of time that's expected. Mm. So First Peter 4 talks about... Um, the gifts that God gives us. First Corinthians 12 and 14 does as well. Doesn't assume anybody there is being paid for their gifts. You're not being paid right. to do miracles. Right. You're right. not being paid to prophesy. You're not being paid right. to, you know, to um, have the gift of faith. You're not being paid to do whatever. Yeah. You're you're just using your gift because God's given you gift the gifts to strengthen the body. To so, serve the body, too. Yeah, to serve yeah. the body and to exalt Christ. Mm-hmm. So uh, Peter says, 1 Peter 4, 10, verse, starting in verse 10, as each has received a gift, he's talking about the members of this church, use it to, or any local church, use it to serve one another. Mm-hmm. That's, the, that's the local church aspect. As good stewards of God's varied grace, whoever speaks as one who speaks oracles of God. Whoever serves as one who serves by the strength that God supplies, in order that in everything God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. To him belong glory and dominion forever and ever. Mm -hmm. Amen. So there is a clear uh, admonition, encouragement to using your gifts to to glorify Jesus for the glory of God, to serve others that that God's work might be done in that local church. Yeah. No mention of, you know, you need to get paid to do this. Yeah. Yeah. So if if we're telling people, you know, we'll pay you to do this, it, that again unintentionally undercuts what what God wants to cultivate in the church, which is our to serve. Yeah. A heart to serve joyfully. Let no one think of his own interest, but think not only of his own interest, but also the interests of others. Yep. Look, look not only to his own interest, but also to the interests of others. Um, we want to be a part of the body and, and determine, how can I use my gifts to serve other people? Mm-hmm. So as a musician, uh, you know, I want to be asking, yeah, how can I use my gifts to serve people? Yeah. That's what I want to do. God's gifted me as a, as a keyboardist, as a violinist, as a, you know, as a drummer, whatever. Even if I'm a professional... In the church, it's for a different reason. Hmm. I get to use it to build up the body. Mm-hmm. What what a privilege! But getting back to the the what I mentioned earlier, if a church is expre- expecting an unusual amount of time for someone to invest, so say it's say a church is meeting you know four times on on a Sunday, and they're asking people to come in at six and they they leave at two. 
uh, every Sunday. Mm. That's a lot of time. Yeah. Um, so y- you might consider the question, well, y- you know, are we, should we be thinking about this? About, mm. But then if you do that, I want to say, are you thinking about it for your children's ministry people? Yeah. Are you thinking about it for your greeters? Yeah. Are you thinking about it for the people who take care of the finances? Are you thinking about it for everybody else who serves in your, in your church? Yeah, you're saying the commitment, you know, are you paying for, if you're deciding the commitment of paying a musician on a Sunday for a long Sunday, are you applying that same commitment yes. of payment to all those other yes. service categories? Yes, yes, yes. yes. Because I think what we want to cultivate is a desire to come to the church and say, Lord, how can I use my gifts to serve here? Mm. Um how can I glorify Jesus through through laying down what you've given me, you know, offering what you've given me to mm-hmm. serve and bless others for the glory of Christ? Mm-hmm. Now there do exist circumstances where, you know, people are asked to serve so much and so often that they burn out, mm-hmm. paid or not. Totally. And in that instance, I'd be saying to, uh, you know, church leaders. Let's figure out some other ways. Yeah. Well, first, let's make sure we're encouraging everyone who's serving. You know, not don't don't go to paying as the first option. Mm-hmm. Let's make sure that we're expressing gratefulness mm-hmm. every Sunday. Um, I mean, that's something. From the moment I walk in the door on Sunday, I'm trying. I'm looking for people to to greet and to thank. Yeah, you know, it's like they're there early. Wow, yeah. this is great. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah. Um, and if there's something specific I can thank them for, I want to do that. So just just building a culture of encouragement, mm-hmm. and then another aspect of that, or another way you can deal with that, is to rotate musicians. Mm-hmm. Make sure that you aren't asking people to you know serve every Sunday. I think that's one of the reasons people get into paying musicians. They say, well, we won't have a bass player. You know, this Sunday, so we, we yeah. got to pay someone. We'll just hire someone. Yeah. Well, w- why not just go without a bass player? Hmm. Well, you know that that mess up the singing. Real? Well, why would that mess up the singing? I mean, yes. I like a bass bass player just as much as the next person. No, but yeah, but what you're saying is uh, there's a there's a hole there that's going to change the standard, the quality, whatever mm-hmm. we have mm-hmm. week to week. Mm-hmm. And if that goes away, I mean, what do we do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. the bottom drops out, like yes. literally. Um, <laughs> like uh, you know, maybe the Holy Spirit's not going to move like mm. he he normally does. Well, he may might move in a different way. You yeah. know, as people hear their voices more, or they yeah. maybe it's less rhythmically driven, and you just have people singing. Yeah, you know, worship is not the the singing we do to praise God can't be defined as a sound. Mm. You know, a a, a band the sound of a band, or the sound of an orchestra, or the sound of a choir. You know, whatever you think it might sound like, it's if anything, it's the sound of people singing. Yeah, that's what it is. So. Yeah. You know, if if I mean, I'll need sometimes without an, an acoustic or without mm-hmm. sometimes a bass. Um, sometimes we haven't had drums. Um, sometimes we haven't had a keyboard. Of course, when I'm there, I'm always having the keyboard playing the keyboard. <laughs> um, uh, but whatever, you know, there there might be things that we're missing. Now, generally, we have a full band. Yeah. But it's not the end of the world. I, I don't. My first thought isn't, "Hey, we need someone to fill that spot." Yeah. No, let's let's just not. Let's maybe not have that spot. Yeah. Well, even to take a step further, 
you're not just asking, man, I need someone to fill that spot. But you're you're definitely not asking, I need a professional to fill that spot. Uh, exactly. Because exactly. I think yeah, yeah. what that does is it puts so much pressure on your on your people too. Yeah. That they feel like, well, the music's great. I don't have to serve. Yeah. These are professionals. Yes. You know? Yes. So just tying that back to um you're getting at something deeper uh, in your corporate worship than just I have a full band or it sounds good. And everybody's professional. I don't have any problems working with yes. them. Yes. You know, I'm a professional musician. I've been a been a musician since 70, I mean, professional music since 76. Mm-hmm. So that's a long time. Mm-hmm. What is that, 45 years? I'm not good at math. Okay. Um, I think it's 45 years. Um, but you know what? I, I love playing with professionals, mm-hmm. but I love playing with volunteers mm-hmm. because it makes me aware that I mean, there's there's a certain standard that you're not being distracting, and yeah. y- you know the music. Yeah. But I love the fact that these are just people who are part of the church. That they, they they're there for the vision of the church. They're there for the preaching of the church. They're there for the community of the church. Mm-hmm. They're there for because we preach the gospel, and they want to be there. And now they get to use their musical gifts. Yeah. And great, we get to do that together. Yes. But that those musical gifts flow out of the other things. Yes. They flow out of the fact that um, you know, we're united in our mission and our vision around the things we preach, around the things we these share in fellowship. That's what unites us. But the yes. fact that you play or sing, that's not what makes us united. Right. Um and so, you know, I've had People come to the church, uh, as churches I've been a part of over the years, and say, you know, I was at this church and I did so-and-so. And I said, that's great. That's wonderful. And, you know, they say something, well, you know, so just how do I get involved? I said, well, you know, you you become a member. We have a, you know, four-week membership series you go through. And, you know, we just want to take some time to get to know you, become part of a small group. And, you know, and you can come in. I'd love to hear you and stuff. And, and you know, some people hear that and they just go, okay, I'm out of here. Mm-hmm. And uh, they don't want it they, because the church is more like a platform for mm. their ministry. Mm. Uh, they want to be... They're more concerned about serving than serving in this church. Mm. And I want them to be concerned about this church. Yeah. And let the serving come out of that. Yes. Uh, so if, if there is someone in your church, say you, you have a, a, someone who leads every Sunday, mm-hmm. and um, you know that maybe they give five hours a week to it. Well, f- five hours a week isn't a ton. I mean, it's that it's something that you should love to do. There are probably other people in your church who are given five hours a week, but maybe they're doing it intentionally and purposefully. Well, yeah, if you wanted to say, you know, we'd like to give this person, you know, two hundred dollars a month. Mm-hmm. Um, that I'm sure they that bless them. They they would, you know, it'd probably give more meaning to it. But you wouldn't want it to be, hey, I'm not going to serve here unless I'm getting paid. Right. That's a different, that is a different philosophy. This person's serving faithfully and excited to do it and be there. That's an opportunity to bless them. Even a gift, you know, even even if you had a night where, you know, you got your band dinner or you did something special. Well, yeah. It's a different, it's a different, um, yeah, it's a completely different philosophy. Well, that's, I was just thinking of Romans 12, what, what Paul says you know, how we're to live as, as the church, mm-hmm. starting in verse 9, um, Romans 12, 9. Let love be genuine, abhor what is evil, hold fast to what is good, love one another with brotherly affection, outdo one another in showing honor, mm-hmm. do not be slothful in zeal, be fervent in spirit, serve the Lord, rejoice in hope, be patient in tribulation. You know, all, all these things that we're to do, why? Because we're paid to do them? 
Mm. No, because that's what the church is. Mm -hmm. And so as musicians, you know, we want to be those who come together and say, well, what a delight it is that that I get to use my gifts to to mm -hmm. serve the Lord. Mm -hmm. Now, if you know, if so it's like this, if the only reason you're at your church is because they're paying you, maybe you shouldn't be at your church. Mm. I mean, I've said that to guys looking for jobs. Mm-hmm. And you know, as, worship, as, as worship. worship pastors, yeah, 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 yeah. And just and I, the first question I ask them is, um, would you want to raise your family there? Hmm. And sometimes they'll say, yeah, not really. <laughs> then why are you even considering that job? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. the the church is not a gig. It's not a platform for right. your your gifts. It's a platform to glorify Jesus. And I cannot you, be overstated. No, I mean we just keep saying that over and over, mm -hmm. but it'd be a very boring podcast if we did that. <laughs> but but that's the point of what we're saying. Yes. Is that yeah, sometimes you will be paid and it's appropriate. I mean, I get a stipend for what I do here at Sovereign Grace Church of Louisville. Mm -hmm. I work for Sovereign Grace Music, mm -hmm. but the guys have said, and I pastor some too, and so mm -hmm. they they give me a stipend. And I I told them not to. But they said, no, we want to give you something. I said, okay, okay. Um, but I don't assume, that's not why I do it. Yeah. You know? Um, now, for some people, it'll be a huge blessing, and that's something that a church could work out. Another thing is just to, you know, maybe at Christmas or, or sometime a summer picnic or something, you know, you bless people. Say, hey, we want to give you, you know, this gift, $500 or $200, whatever, just to say thank you for the ways you've served. But that that's different from saying... You know, someone saying, "Well, I'm not going to serve really until unless you pay me." Yeah, uh, that's just a totally different mindset. Yeah, totally. And uh, you know, in the church, we have developed, unfortunately, I think, an extra biblical approach to musicians, mm -hmm. where we we allow for, "Hey, I'm a professional musician. I can just kind of you know play here, play there, and you know kind of. And if I'm in your church and I'm a professional musician, well, you should be paying for me. I could be playing at some other church." Right. And I'd say to that person, well, if that's your mindset, I'm not sure you understand what the church is. Right. Right. You know, the church is someplace where you're knit together. Right. And you're there whether you're get getting paid for it or not. And it's just a joy to serve God's people with your gifts. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think we lose something in this whole discussion. We lose something. Maybe this is a place to close close it. I don't know. We lose something of what Jesus said about those who came to serve. Mm -hmm. They're the greatest. They're the greatest among you. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, the the greatest among you will be the servant of all. And even as musicians, you know, those who are on the platform, that's still our call as Christians. That's our call. And praise God if you're in a big church and you know they have a band and you know, those the, those those band members are members of the church. They're they're thriving members of the church. You know, and they're saying, hey, look, for all the work you put in every week, you know, we're gonna we're gonna pay you. But, and that's fine. But I just want to throw that little thing in there of, yeah, what about other gifted people in your church who would love to be using their musical gifts? Mm -hmm. That'd be a little more clunky. I'd have to put a little more time. But what a joy to see the body, you know, using more parts for the glory yes. of Christ and not making it so tied to what, what everybody's making money-wise. Mm -hmm. You know, may the church be a place where where people serve gladly. Mm -hmm. They give of their time, they give of their talents, their gifts um, for the glory of Jesus who, who came and gave his life for us so that we might be forgiven and adopted into his family. What a joy. Amen. 
Amen. Thank you, Bob. And thanks for joining us. Been a pleasure. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Sound Plus Doctrine, the podcast of Sovereign Grace Music. Sovereign Grace Music exists to produce Christ-exalting songs and training for local churches from local churches. For more information, free sheet music, translations, and training resources, you can visit us at SovereignGraceMusic.org.